Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and this is the season after the Epiphany. This part of the church year begins with Jesus' baptism and ends with Jesus' transfiguration, and it leads us to remember Jesus' ministry up to the time when he turns to go to the cross. We begin our time of prayer this morning in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 11. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. Were I to proclaim and tell of them, it would be more than can be counted. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Here I am, in the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. See, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and faithfulness from the congregation. Do not, O Lord, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever. Notice how the psalm begins. The psalmist prayed to the Lord, waited patiently for God to notice, hear, and act to save the psalmist from death. 
God's action gave the psalmist a new song to sing, a song of praise instead of a song of lament. And that song of praise bears witness to what the Lord his God has done to save the psalmist and declares the wisdom of all people putting their trust in the Lord instead of ourselves or our idols. This psalm, in fact, all of the psalms teach us what prayer is and also show us what prayer is not. Prayer is the form of our conversation with God as we walk with God in a relationship of honor, love, and trust. In our age, it's common to speak of prayer as kind of some kind of action in and of itself without any reference to any particular God. When we fail to name the God that our prayers are addressed to, prayer comes to resemble magic. Some are quick to bear witness to the power of prayer, insisting that prayer works. Others are quick to counter that with a list of times when prayer does not work, and the power of prayer seems less than convincing. Skeptics around us insist that prayer is just wishful words spoken to empty air, while believers argue that prayer has a power to change people in circumstances. This psalm would challenge both of those views. To the person who believes in prayer, the psalmist specifically directs their attention to the Lord our God, who has called us to be God's people, who has created us and redeemed us, and who commands us to pray and promises to hear and act on those prayers. There is no power in the prayer, but there is a good and gracious God who has given us his ear and has promised to act for us in love. That is what the psalmist is so eager to teach others in response to God's grace and blessing. It's what the psalmist is so eager for others to put their trust in God, and not in the power of prayer. So to the skeptic, the psalmist affirms their doubt about prayer as empty words to empty air, kind of like burnt offerings or sacrifices to idols, and instead invites the skeptic to turn their skepticism, their doubts, their questions, their prayers to the God who created them and stands ready to hear and act for their benefit, even if not according to their wishes, hopes, plans, or demands. This psalm and the 149 other psalms that we find in the Bible keep us honest in our language of prayer, honest about our situation and circumstances in this life, and honest about our relationship with God and God's relationship to us, a relationship that is not without its own struggles and conflicts. And yet, it is only within this dynamic relationship with the living God who comes to us in Christ and abides with us in the Holy Spirit that prayer makes any sense at all. Within a relationship with God, based on God's love and steadfastness and faithfulness to us and honor and love and trust that we put in God, we praise the Lord for having mercy on us. We cry out to God when times seem to have gone wrong, knowing that it isn't the power of prayer that we need, but it is God's steadfast love and faithfulness, God's righteousness that we hunger and we thirst for, and that makes us safe and secure 
in Jesus' name. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For who else, for what else are we thankful today? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all, in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for our president, congress, and courts, for our governor, state legislators, and local government, for those who serve others, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare or in communities racked by violence, and for all who are at work to bring peace, international harmony, reconciliation, and healing, and for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else, for what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil, 
strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.